0: Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. So to start this message, just as a reminder from last week, we talked about forget not his benefits. And we went through this and I'll just read this. This is Psalm 103, uh, the first five verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And if you didn't, if you weren't here last week or you haven't watched it, it's online. Go back and check that out. I went through it in a lot more detail, but I'll just read today. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's an intentional thing. He's telling himself to do this. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefits. So today... I want to focus on the idea of help others forget not his benefits. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit to do so. Amen? Amen. So forget not his benefits, who pardons all our iniquities. His choice, praise him. Who heals all our diseases. You can get offended at that if you want to, but I'm going to choose to believe it, regardless of what the external circumstance might be. Uh, Who redeems your life from the pit I've needed that a few times in my life personally, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. I love that he kind of waxes poetic and even emotional and relational there because he's talking about legal things, very specific things, very personal things. And then he paints this loving kind of emotional picture that as he's delivering you, as he's forgiving you, he's crowning you with loving kindness. Like that's his attitude towards you as he's forgiving you. As he's delivering you, he's not like, here we go again. You blew it again. You know, he's like, no, it's loving kindness that he's crowning you with as he's bringing you out. Praise God. And compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And so today being Pentecost, we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us to help others experience that as well. We get to administer forgiveness. We get to minister to others to help bring them out into the forgiveness that God has given them in Christ and experience that. And if you need to do a miracle in the process or if God needs to work a miracle through you, however you want to say it, then we just let Him do it, right? We just get, we just get in front of them, proclaim the gospel, and then let the Holy Spirit do what He does. Amen? By the way, for believers... We get to live and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's not your power. It's not you that has to work anything up. It's His power. But your heart kind of does determine the degree to which you will let Him come through you. That's why it's important for us to live clean lives, you know, sin-free lives as much as we possibly can. Lives where we're not taking on the world's identities and keeping our hearts pure and our minds clear, not because it makes us holy enough to deserve it, but it keeps us distraction-free enough to not limit what God wants to do through us. That's the main reason to keep your heart pure before Him so you're not hardening it to Him. Amen? So for a believer, all believers have the Holy Spirit in them. Say, I have God in me. Right Now, a lot of people teach, and I'm, I, I, th- I'm going over this part really quick, Pentecost, I'm getting to where I'm going. But if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have everything in you that God has to give you already right now. Yes. Complete in Him. Amen. You are complete in Him. You lack nothing. In Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and Christ dwells in you. Amen? Amen. You are as you should be. You are righteous before the Father. Amen? Now, in your spirit, in that part that's eternal that will move on. Everything else is still experiencing transformation and working out that outward sanctification of what's already true within you. You know, we go through that kind of stuff all the time here. But here's where we are as believers. We need to allow him to come upon us. Being baptized in the spirit for a believer is not when someone that's born again then gets the spirit in them. It's you get born again, God puts the spirit in you, Then you yield to him to come upon you. God, the Holy Spirit, still comes out of heaven to minister. It's just that heaven is now in you. The kingdom of heaven is within. The Holy Spirit comes out of that place to minister. I pray that you allow him to come upon you to minister. You know, in a lot of Pentecostal charismatic circles, they teach you that you have to pray in tongues as the evidence of the Holy Spirit not necessarily evidence, right? The evidence of the Holy Spirit is that you let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to through you. That'd be the evidence. Yeah. Praying, in the, praying in tongues is one of those gifts. It might, it might prime the pump to get you to a place where you allow him to come upon you. You know, there's cool things that happen, edifies you, builds you up. But, but don't sit and make... You know, I don't want to get too caught up on that. But <laughs> Here's the point. You have God in you. Don't, you're not waiting for him to come give you something else. Right. Amen. So here's where I want to go today, because you might feel like that you've missed it, you've messed up, and there's a lot of people watching online. You know, these messages are are growing legs and running all over the place. It's interesting how I hear, (laughs) I hear from people all over. You know, like on my mind right now, there's a couple in the UK that they may be watching. I don't know, Paul, and I need to know your wife's name. Um, But they've started a church in the UK. I don't really know where they are, but. You know, so it's just interesting, and and they posted that we are their church from over there, helping minister to them as they build their church and grow and minister, right? And that's something that you and I have talked about. And it's not about me; it's the gospel, right? Any any dancing fool could stand up here and preach the gospel, and it'll go out. I didn't mean to look at you when I said that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, but So the point being, we feel like we've messed up. Maybe we're not living the right way to allow God to use us and work within us and through us. And we know better. We know better. But I want to look at this, Peter, or this story with Peter to kind of highlight how Jesus deals with this issue of someone who has, through their own actions— and choices distance themselves from Jesus themselves and are in a place, kind of a self-imposed place of distance, but the Lord is not there with them. The Lord's trying to step into this place with them. Now, you've probably seen this. We're going to go through where Jesus talks to Peter after the resurrection and some of the word breakdowns. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this done, but, but there's a point that we have at the end of this. So, in John 21, we'll get there in just a second. Um, Peter is back fishing, you know, with the boys, and this is the third time after the resurrection that Jesus has shown himself. First time to the, the group in the in the in the room when he came into the, you know what I mean? You've read that story. He shows up to his disciples, and then to 500 people. Do you guys, re- you know, a lot of times I think we forget that Jesus showed himself to 500 people. Not to mention that when he rose from the dead, there's all these, uh, you know, patriarchs and uh, probably a few matriarchs too, I don't know. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People before him also rose from the dead, you know, people significant in the kingdom. Can you, I mean, imagine that. I mean, who was that? There's dead people also that rose up at the same time walking around the town. Well, You know, we don't hear much about that, but, but he showed himself to 500 people, pretty significant, then he goes to Peter, and they're out there fishing. And I love the story because, you know, Jesus must have just been like, hey, jump on out of the water and get in the pan, you know, because by the time they actually do get to the shore, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding the story. By the time they get to the, the shore, Jesus already has a pan there with fish in it. Oh, yeah. And they sit down, they're like, oh, it's, it's Jesus, you know. So this is what happens with Peter. Now keep in mind, Peter had said, Lord, I love you. I would give up my life for you, which is the debt. There's three different, there's really four different kinds of love, but we're going to look at two today. One is agapeo or agape, a self-sacrificial lay your life down, I'm all in kind of love. And then the other one we're going to look at is phileo, which is like a, fir- a friend type love you share with your friends. It's not, it's not that deep in, in internal connection. So but the word that Peter used when he said, I will lay down my life for you, that is a description of agape. Even though he might not have said, Lord, I love you, when he, before he denied him, he said, I will die for you. That's a description of agape. So then that's what we're talking about here. When, and we all know that Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus prophesied that it would happen and then Peter comes back and has this conversation with him I can just imagine Peter's out there fishing probably beating himself up because he told the Lord I die with you I will die for you and then he denies him and runs Have you ever made promises to the Lord that you're beating yourself up over? Peter did as well he, you know that, that's that's the mindset that he's in and this is what the Lord addresses with him all right so here we go So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Son of John, do you love me more than these? The word love there is the word agapeo. He said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But Peter responds, and the word there is phileo. So it's like this. Jesus is saying do you really love me with a self-sacrificial kind of love? Or remember back then when you said you'd die for me, do you really love me like that? And Peter, said, Peter responds and says, well, really it's kind of more of a friendship type thing, Lord. Now, that's the word choices that he's using. I might take a little creative license and kind of frame it up a little bit, but, but it's probably because he had distanced himself from what he had promised to the Lord, and this is, this is just where he was with the Lord. He obviously didn't feel that close, he obviously didn't feel like he could answer this with the same kind of intensity that Jesus was asking about. There's a distance there. Now, so let's keep going. You know that we're friends, basically. He said, tend my lambs. Take care of the little ones. He didn't change what he wanted him to do, right? Just because Peter was where he was, he didn't change what he wanted him to do. Remember that. He said to him again a second time, son, Simon, son of Jonah, do you... Agapeo me," he said. "Yes, Lord, you know that we're friends." He said to him, "Shepherd my sheep." Now watch this. He said to him a third time, "Simon, son of Jonah, do you phileo me? Are, are we even really friends, Peter? Is that just... Is that where we are? We friends?" Peter was grieved. Because he said to him, thir- why would he be grieved? Because he was, he was kind of confronting him. He was stepping into, look, look, why are you changing the context of how I'm speaking to you? You're taking yourself out of this picture of intimacy, yourself. You're the one that's recontextualizing the relationship of how I'm approaching you. I'm coming at you with agape. You're distancing me with phileo. I don't, he doesn't feel that dip, deep, intimately connected. And so Peter, so then Jesus even goes into that. See, Jesus will ask you the, the kind of, the, so this is, a, this is the only legal kind of testing that God will do in your life. He knocks on your heart. He's not outwardly creating difficult situations to see if you'll pass the experiment to follow Him and love Him. There's no context for that in the New Covenant. This is the kind of testing that he does. Just like when he was going to feed the thousands with the fish, he asked them, already knowing what he was going to do, but he wanted to see what was in their hearts. That's what God does. He sees inside. And and so if God asks you a difficult question, know that he's not doing it out of condemnation. Know that he's doing it to try to draw you out of where you are, just like what you were talking about, the breaking of boundaries and step into how God wants to, Contextualize your relationship, how God is framing up where you are with Him. And so you, you just see this grieved, right? Can you, you know, I could just, in my, here's how I see it in my mind. So give me that just for a minute. Pe- Jesus is saying, Are we even friends, Peter? And Peter says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you. He's like, Yeah, that's where I'm at. And then he says, Tend my sheep. Again. You know, he didn't say, I need to rethink this thing if I really am going to let you continue, you know. I'm not so sure that you're ready to minister, Peter. I'm not so sure that I can trust you. I'm really not so, maybe I made a mistake here, Peter. No, doesn't change. Three times he affirms what he wants him to do, even though Peter's where he's at. It's interesting in the vernacular here in this last part here, Lord You know all things. So so Jesus says, are we even friends? Is that where where we are, we're friends? The language seems to indicate that Peter says, you know how it is. He's like, just kind of, you know. And and this is what we do. We allow those external situations to define us and then we own it. We own where we are in our distance from the Lord and we uh, take it on as our identity even though God himself is in our face trying to draw it and bring us out of it, right? True repentance is when you can lay down your opinion of yourself that is defined by sin or failure and adopt God's identity for yourself. That's behavior related too. When you're, when you're in sin and God comes to you and says, Hey, cut it out. You're better than that. I've given you my spirit. My children don't behave that way you have the opportunity at that point to repent and say, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. That's right. I need to yield and depend on your grace to rise above this in this moment right now because I'm not that. I am not that sin. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that I did that. I don't know what I was thinking. I feel bad about that. That's horrible, Lord. I can't dishonored you and I've trampled underfoot this salvation that you've given me. That's terrible. But, but, but I recognize that you are not relating to me based on that failure. You are relating to me based on who I am in you, Lord. Now, what if Peter had done that in that moment? He could have changed. But when it did change later on, when did it change for Peter? Pentecost, when he was indwelt by the Spirit, right? Now, a lot of it we don't know. We're kind of assuming some things. But we do see a radical change in Peter's behavior after he gets the Spirit within him, right? I mean, he's the man from then on. He's marching and preaching, except for that little incident with Paul later on, you know, but... But here's the point. Jesus will not give up on you. Remember that. He will not give up on you. The call remains. The path is clear. He knows what he wants, but he's reaching out to you to step back into that place of intimies, intimacy with him. Peter had distanced himself because he felt, gre- he felt you know, he probably was sh- felt shame Or having promised something to Jesus, denied him, and then when Jesus comes and talks to him, he's like, I'm a worm, I'm lowly, I don't talk. You know, I can see him doing that, right? So, but he won't give up on you. The call remains. And I think as Peter stepped out in the power of the Holy Spirit, he started to learn who he was. Now... A lot of people are sitting there thinking, well, when I get this cleared up in my life, then I'll step out. Then I'll pursue that call of God on my life. Then I'll and I'm thankful for what's happening right now in this time frame is that a lot of people are looking at the world through the filter of the circumstance of pandemic and looking back at their own lives and saying, you know, life is short. Do I really, is this the job that I really want to do? I mean, I've lost my job. Now what? Well, maybe I'll pursue that dream that I've always had. Maybe I'll step out into this ministry. Maybe I'll this or that, you know. But if you, now, man, like, i I got to weave five sermons in here in the next 10 seconds. I'll give myself 60, but anyway. When you go through a big life change, it is just ingrained within the human psyche to reevaluate yourself in every situation. It's normal. You're going to do it. You get a big opportunity, you have a big failure. You get a new job, you receive an inheritance, whatever comes into your life, you reevaluate yourself. Who am I in light of this situation now? The whole world is doing that. The whole world is having an identity crisis right now. I pray that believers adopt the identity of Christ in them and realize God hadn't changed his mind. In fact, you might now... Have the best excuse you've ever had to step out into that thing that God's calling you into. And there are people that I'm seeing doing it, and I want them to do it. And we're behind it. Amen? Amen. So use this as an opportunity to look at, you know, what what is it that God really wants me to do in my life? What are those things that I'm passionate about, you know? We kind of frame up the question, what does God want me to do? You answer, what does God want me to do, by answering the question, who do you love? Like, like we, get, we get tripped up by the performance. God, what am I supposed to do? And, and I think it should be love motivated. Ask yourself, who do you love? So if you're, in a, you're kind of in a volatile situation right now, you know, maybe even you're in a Peter-type situation. You feel like you've distanced yourself from him for whatever reason. Maybe externally you've got difficult situations. But right now, remember, God is more powerful than anything that you might find yourself in. Set your mind on things above. Realize that you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you, and it might just be time for you to step out. Now, you do it with wisdom. You're not reckless. You're know, you following the leading of the Holy Spirit. But take the step based on these things. As you love others, you will allow God to love you. That's kind of addressing if you feel like, oh, I just kind of blew it. Well, start loving people. And watch what I'm, I'm telling you. There's no greater way to break out of your funk than to go do something nice for somebody else. Amen. Super simple. And don't forget God's Spirit is working with you. He's with you. He sees. He sees ahead and He makes provision. He's speaking to you as you go. Jesus is made unto you your wisdom, your sanctification, and your redemption. He will not forget. He will not Give up on you. He will not fail you. You haven't blown it. You are not worthless. I don't care how many mistakes you think that you... Peter lied to the face of God. And God stepped back into his life and said, I love you and I still have this mission for you. Let's go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now what does that mean for you? Where are you? Just think about that for a minute. You haven't blown it. It's not too late. Yeah, you might need to clean up some things. There's the power of the Holy Spirit there. There's grace that's alive. God's mercy is active. But it's time to change. It's time to repent and go. Quit distancing yourself. Allow him to love you out of your funk and step into loving others, whatever that might be. Some of us have jobs where they it, your energy is totally zapped and you don't have much margin, Ask God to help you in that area. So just for a minute, just think about, Lord, how, does this, how, how can I step into this? Do I find myself in a situation where I think that I've blown it and you've given up? I realize now Peter blew it. He lied to you, and you still came to him and wanted him to pursue the mission and the call. And you knew that as he did, he would fall back in love with you. Father, I thank you. I don't want to talk too much here. I just want to give you just a minute. Just think about that, what that looks like for your life. Father, I trust you. I love you. I thank you that you don't give up on us. I have your power within me. I don't know what it all looks like, but I'm willing to to step out of this hardness that I have myself in toward you. I'm going to let you love me. And I will follow you. Just tell him I will follow you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. And thank you to those of you who support Forward Ministries financially. You truly are changing the way the world sees God. You're helping people detox from performance-based religion and experience God's love for them. We're committed to helping you renew your mind so you'll experience transformation and move forward in every area of your life. I pray you're making this heart journey. Visit my website at ClintByers.com for hundreds of free teachings and articles that will empower you to renew your mind and put on your eternal identity in Christ. I'm especially excited about my tools for transformation that have original music and modern technology designed to help you slow down and connect with the Spirit of God in your heart. I'd like to invite you to partner with Forward Ministries. Help us continue to spread the gospel and develop resources that are empowering people to grow in their identity in Christ. Thank you again for joining me. I pray God's blessings and promises over you and your family today.